for Radio 1 91FM podcast. Uh, now let's take it back, take it back quite some way, I believe, with a bit of a blast from the past. I'm joined now by former Radio 1 host, Radio 1 alumni, Brent Hodge. Morena, good morning to you. Morning, thanks for having me. You're more than welcome, you're more than welcome. Back, maybe, kind of, where it all began for you, in a way, in terms of media. Well, this is all where, it's absolutely where it began. Um, I was a host on this very station and also did the capping show mm-hmm. at Otago and that's what got me really thinking about maybe there's a there's a career here. Marvellous, marvellous. Um, when were you at Radio 1? I think 2006 and 7. Oh, um, I see. So quite a while ago for any youngsters listening. A long uh, time ago. Um, you know, my, my last year of uni. I started in 08 here at Radio 1, so we didn't quite cross paths, because I was wondering if we had, you know, um, like ships in the night, if we had crossed paths <laughs> in the office, but um, we just just missed out. But no doubt Aaron Hawkins was the breakfast host then, who's now the mayor of the city, I don't know if you know that. Uh, I did not know that. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That's right. Everyone's gone on to bigger and better things, except for me. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Moving on, you're you're director of uh, a film that's showing at Dock Edge, uh, Who Let the Dogs Out. Um, Now, the origin story of the documentary is a far easier question than the origin story to Who Let the Dogs Out. So let's start there. Um, How did you end up making a film about a one-hit wonder from 1999, allegedly? Well, yeah, I mean, we seek out these types of stories. They're like, you know, I call them sort of weird comedy documentaries. Um, I just find there's always, a, it's an easy way into a really big subject. And in this case, we wanted to do a music doc, and I knew it wasn't going to be Bruce Springsteen or you know Rolling Stones or some, some follow doc. I knew it was going to be weird, like a documentary about who let the dogs out, which nobody asked for or cares about, <laughs> but <laughs> we had to make it. Yeah. Um, I met this guy, Ben Sisto. He's a, you know an individual from New York, and he does this live talk like a it's almost like an otago lecture like he goes mm-hmm. around to different colleges and universities all over the u.s and does a talk about who let the dogs out as a case study to copyright law and music and oh. i just had seen it i'd seen it in boston and i went up to him after and i said you should, you should turn this into a movie it's incredible and um he does really well on it sisto i would have assumed he would have gone straight for cisco's thong song uh, we could name last name like that, you know, if we're looking at one hit wonders, but but no, and it's 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 amazing because I really enjoy Wikipedia, um, a big fan of that, and Google Earth. I just scroll those two things for hours on end, and that's kind of how he came to the beginning of this, right? Yeah, it's amazing. He found a citation error on Wikipedia. <laughs> um, the original "Who Let the Dogs Out" came from a, a tape at Carnival down in Brazil. Trinidad, I believe, and it was off. It said, like, a hairdresser named Keith, and he knew that was wrong, so he corrected it and then just went down the spiral, realizing there's 20-plus years of history to Who Let the Dogs Out, and nobody knows who really wrote the song. (laughs) Um, You know, let's go into, like, the making of the the story. Um, It's it's interesting. Like um, you probably thought to yourself, you know, you probably had a good idea of of what it was. He had his story all kind of lined up, but when you know you open the door on this, and then it seems like that you've opened the door into a door shop, uh, and there's just so many more doors. Like it's the the story has really led you down more paths than Ben had actually uncovered, right? Yeah, I mean, and I had to kind of like call it 
call it quits at some point too because it, it <laughs> like eventually it has to you can't have like a six part series on who let the dogs out so we knew it had to fit into one film um i started in the bahamas and i went down there and we met the baja men and they're the ones who obviously made this a big hit it was number one in new zealand it was number one all over the world and they they even said like i can't wait till you find out who did it we knew it was a cover song uh and then the years just start trickling back. It's 1999. We found a version from 98 that was a remix of somebody from 1995 in London. And then it goes back to the U.S. and you find out it's a chant, not even a song from sports teams. And it just keeps going and going. We got back to 1986 in Austin, Texas. is the furthest <laughs> evidence we have of the song being a, being a chant at a high school. It's amazing because it takes you all over the shop too, right? I mean, you go across the pond, you're uh, back in your um, your other homeland of Canada. Um, uh, of course, you're going to, down to um, the Caribbean and to the Bahamas. Um, it's really a, a worldwide story somewhat. Yeah, and I, I say I'm like, I'm like the Baja man in this story where Ben did eight years of research and work on this and I just... <laughs> come in, take all his work, make it into a movie, and just make all the money and <laughs> reap the benefits. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And you mentioned the song going number one, because like from my quick little Wikipedia search, um, it went number one in New Zealand and Australia, uh, went to number two in, in the UK, and interestingly, it was championed by John Peel, of all people, um, which I find um, fascinating in itself. But, you know, New Zealand's got this obsession with one-hit wonders. They always go number one here, and I guess... You know, we had our own one with How Bizarre, um, yes. which was a massive hit. And you probably heard that before you came back to your father's homeland of, of New Zealand, right? Oh, yeah, that's our... I'm sure that was my theme song on my Air <laughs> New Zealand flight back every every year for Otago. Um, but it's a fascinating thing, the whole one-hit wonder. We dive into it a little bit. I think even just, you know, the idea that this was a big song is hard for anybody now to realize like it's 2020 and and you know, 20 years ago this was the biggest song in the world mm. the dogs out was not annoying it wasn't in every disney movie it was huge and they were selling out stadiums and they were they won a grammy and they played um you know the seattle mariners world series it was a rod's song when he went to bat like it was yeah. a huge huge song yeah yeah, and it's still very much in the consciousness of popular, um, you know, popular um, anything. Like, I mean, you still hear that song in films today. Um, you know, my favorite, my favorite version of it was always Marge Simpson doing "Who Left the Milk Out." Yuck, 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 yuck. But now, after watching the film, I think my favorite might have to be Mitt Romney. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a cringe. That's a that's a Reddit cringe website version of it. Like he. And, and then it gets, you know, and then and then when he's running, it gets another spark of interest, and they yeah. sell more albums of the song. Um, <laughs> it's an interesting song, you know. It, it's not really comprised of much. It's a, it's a very disposable song. Um, it's a classic pop song. It, it's got some barks, a little bit of rap music in there, and then the same question: Who let the dogs out? Said over and over. It's like it's like Macarena. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the film is essentially, it's almost like a true crime story, right? I mean, you're trying to get down to the bottom of where the song originated. And, and through that, there's legal battles, there's I did this, I did that. Oh, I've actually never heard of that version before, never heard it ever. And you can see on some people's faces that they're totally lying, <laughs> um, which, is, which is amazing in itself. Um, you know, so, I mean, it's, it's a... But the, the real question for me is, like, I mean... 
Is it who let the dogs out or who brought the dogs out? I mean, you know, who are the real hero? Is it the creators? Is it the performers? Is it the A&R people, you know, that really brought it to the fore? Like, I mean, there's so many people that could claim it, but who really made it big? That's it. And I think we wouldn't be talking about this song if, if it wasn't for those, you know, Steve Greenberg, he's the manager of Hanson. And at the time, and he took on this song and said, the Baja men have to cover it. He got it to the stadium level. He got it everywhere around the world. And it's like, maybe Steve Greenberg let the dogs out. Maybe he's the reason that it got to the masses. Because I would have never made a documentary about, you know, any song that has legal battle. There's tons of songs that have legal battles and copyright laws. But we needed one that, that was this big, that a kid knows and a grandma knows and everybody can chant to. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a really big question. It's like, you know, and, and is a version, is it, does art recreate more art? Is that a bad thing? Is copying bad? Are we influenced? It's like they, it brings up a lot of questions about music. It's great. It does, it does. And you look, one of the things I really enjoyed about the film, thinking of, from a, thinking of it from um, not just the audience, audience member, but um, just thinking about how, how the film is created, like it could have been really confusing. Like, there are a lot of doorways, there are a lot of paths, a lot of lines, but you've managed to bring it together uh, into an understandable package. So, um, from, a, from a director's point of view, for, for you, like, you've done a really good job here. Thank you. I mean, I would, I'll have to uh, credit my, my BCom degree from Otago for that one. <laughs> me organized and making my way to classes and having a calendar and understanding that uh, presentation is important. Yeah, that five-year degree, eh? Yeah, <laughs> five-year degree that should have taken me three. That was uh, that was a lot of learning going on there, a lot of partying and learning. You're a classic Otago student there, um, Brent. Total classic Otago Okay, uh, that's a huge compliment. I would take that. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I, th- I think it's wonderful because you've made some great films before. I really like the one about Chris Farley because, you know, he's such a legend. And, um, it's just um, so great to see... Uh, another former Radio 1 alumni uh, and somebody that was involved in Capping Show and, you know, coming from here, um, well, coming from all the way over from Canada to come here because, of course, your father's a Kiwi uh, and then going back uh, and taking over the world. So, uh, well done. It's such a wonderful film and I'm so glad to have it here at um, Dock Edge. It's your second um, film in Dock Edge, isn't it? Yeah, I think our second or maybe even our third at this point. Um, oh. We've They've been so good. New Zealand's been good to, to me and, and you keep supporting our movies, which... We're making over here. I got to get a New Zealand idea going. Um, there's got to be something I can find. Uh, kind of a weird subculture of something. I mean, I, I do really do credit Otago, though. I know there's a lot of people that are probably in the process of going to school, but everything kind of clicks there. You kind of realize like it's all possible. You can put on a crass capping show, or you can be a radio host, or you can you can just participate. And um, there's something really you don't really understand it until later when you're making stuff and trying to compete in Hollywood that there's some pretty cool years, very important years. Mm-hmm, indeed, indeed. All right, well, thank you for taking the time out to speak to us this morning. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. You're more than welcome. It's good to have you back on Radio 1. Uh, nothing much has changed uh, here, just to let you know that, except for the fact that Aaron Hawkins is the mayor. Um, now, it plays on Dockage. Of course, Dockage Festival has gone online due to COVID-19. So Friday at 10 p.m., um, this Friday, the 19th, and then uh, the following Friday, the 26th, at 1 p.m., at festival.com.
www.docedge.nz. Uh, uh, that's where you'll find it and all the other wonderful films that are showing this year. Um, Brent, thank you so much once again for taking the time out to speak to us this morning. Have yourself a wonderful day, uh, and hopefully we'll talk again soon. Okay, talk soon. Cheers, buddy. Right, go check it out. It's amazing. Who locked the dogs out? It's an incredible um, documentary that you just you do not expect the twists and turns and where it goes. It's a wonderful ride. Uh, and check out all the other films that are on at Doc Hedge this year. That was the Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.